Oh, welcome to Paul and Cam's podcast radio show. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> okay, so, now, the, now I'm happy. <laughs> now you're happy you've had your intro. Because we've spent a lot of production value. <laughs> no expense spared on that, on that production thing. But you have had years of... Years of uh, of, of guitar and singing lessons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, there you go. They, they've come to fruition. That's right. Yeah, they, um, it all relates somewhere. It doesn't. No, the phenomenon of, well, actually, me taking the piss out of your singing lessons is part of that phenomenon. But very Australian thing is your success is my failure. Where you hear of some, somebody, you tell somebody of something that you've done that you're really proud of and you're successful at it. And people will resent you for it. Mm. The tall poppy thing, though, is mm. it? You know, so you you are very proud of you know, like okay, you, you you're really excited about doing something or you've done something, and the instant thing is, oh bastard! How can that bastard do that? Oh, that mm. prick shouldn't be able to do that. Oh, what a wanker! Or you know, he's only got there because of this, or she's only got there because she screwed away to the top. All the negative things come out rather than the. Where is it like you saying you just did this and I just go. Mate, that's awesome. Well yeah. done for you. You've bought a new house, let's say. You buy a new house. And I go, oh, congratulations. I'm really happy for you. Doesn't mean that I am jealous of your house or I want to live in your house or think anything mm. of it. Just I'm happy that you're happy. Mm. Where did, where, why have we got this other mentality going on? It seems to be very prevalent at the moment where someone else's success, people take it as a failure. I don't think it's new. Don't think it's new. No, I think, I think that's been there. I think that forever. I think that's an evolution of the human species. It's, I think, generally speaking, where we are a, a, a jealous, jealous species. We've got big egos. Uh, there's lots of envy about what other people have and haven't got. I, I think that gets back down to the individual, uh, is just to how you resonate uh, from the inside out as to whether you whether you find it at an issue that someone's got something bit more than you, better than you. Um, a better job, whatever the case may be, but uh, yeah, I think it's been there forever, and uh, and it's a large percentage of us that just that struggle. Um, how the other half might be living if it um, if it's at their peril that they're not they're not doing as well. I think it's been there forever. Been there forever. Is there anything we can do about it? <laughs> <laughs> because like, well, it's been there forever. Is there anything we can do about it? I'm wondering. I've kind of lost my train of thought because it went on somewhere else. <laughs> I, I would hate, uh, personally speaking, I think that's a that's a that's a uh, your individual personal growth. I, I think everybody needs to look out for those warning signs that if you're growing up into this world and you are envious or jealous uh, or feel like you're missing out because somebody else has got something that you don't and it, it actually bothers you or disturbs you. I think that they're big warning bells that should be going off. That because if you don't get on top of that and deal with that, you will absolutely self-destruct. Your oh, yeah, me- self-destruct. But yeah. well, I used to always tell people. I used to tell people that everybody, no one does anything, anything, everything. Everybody does is for totally selfish reasons. And they people go, oh no, no, no. I, I'm, I, I'm very. I do this because it helps other people, or I do this because it helps the world. And I say, well, no. You're doing it because that's a byproduct. You doing, you helping other people makes you feel good. So therefore, you're doing it for your own reason because it makes you feel good. 
if you didn't do this, you wouldn't feel good. Yeah. The fact that you're helping somebody, that's great, mm. but you're doing it for a few, everybody does everything for very selfish reasons. Everything in the world is done for selfish reasons. And people will go, oh, no, that's not true, Cameron. How can you say that's true? I do this to help other people. I say, well, you do that because it makes you feel good about yourself. Mm. So that is a selfish reason. And that's okay. It's okay to be selfish. So therefore, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to look after yourself. But lots mm. of people will do lots of people will do things to make them feel good, but lots of people will do things um, be, because they're trying to impress somebody else. It might not even actually make them feel no, good, but no. they're doing it because look they, at look they at think look, it'll benefit them. That's right. Yeah. Look at all those people that drive around in uh, you know, okay, some people might love their Ferraris, and well, I probably would like a Ferrari myself, by the way. But lots of people would love their BMWs and things like that. But lots of people have bought them for no other reason because the next door neighbours have, or I need to impress somebody I don't know, <laughs> I don't like, or I've never met before. And never will. Yeah, you're trying to impress people that you 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 will a maybe ever never ever meet. Yeah, and but like all those houses we were in the boat yesterday, and all those houses on Sovereign Islands. Oh, I mean, how many of those sad. are just yeah. sad monuments yeah. to trying to impress the other person? Yeah. Yes, they do have a lovely view looking out over the broad water, but is it really that necessary, that massive Absolutely. one? Absolutely. I, 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 I think one of the, especially if you're talking about, for the pers- talking about purchase of cars, but if you, if, as one person said to me once, drive the cheapest car, your ego, ego will allow you to drive. And that's a really interesting question because if the cheapest car your ego allowed you to drive is the latest model Mercedes or you, or you, you don't feel complete without having that, well, you're in a world of hurt. Well, yes. Yeah, so what you're saying is most of the people are in a world of hurt. Absolutely. Because cause could you get in a, a beat-up um, um, Volkswagen that's been smashed in the front and happily drive it down to Westfield for the day if that was your mission for the day. Nothing else, but this is the only car well, you've that, got. That, that, Many that, people couldn't get in that car because they'd be worried about what the other person's thinking. Or Yeah, and so if you bring it down to the basics, let's talk a car, a basic, what you need in a car is you want to be able to get into it, turn the key, it drives down the road, as a purely practical things, it gets you from A to B safely, comfortably, yeah. that's it. Yes. Once it's fulfilled those things, everything else is vanity. Yeah. So most of us are driving around in vanity things. I drive around in a Ford Ranger. Yeah. It gets me from A to B, yeah. it turns the key, it's a beautiful car that you know, does the job, but it is. I could easily have that job done by anything else. Yeah. So I am feeding my ego. Now, is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing or, <laughs> or is that a good thing? You know, at, at what point do you just, do you just break up the world into, well, purely practical, I need a roof over my head and four walls to keep the rain out. Yeah, well, that's the, one, of the, one of the base theories of life, isn't it? Just, you want, just that hierarchy of needs. Once yeah. I, you know, I've got a roof over my head, I, I can feed myself and I'm warm. Yeah. Uh, everything above that starts to fill the ego. Yes. So. Well, then, but social, being yeah. social comes into the hierarchy of needs somewhere. I don't know the actual layout of that yeah, pyramid yeah. things, yeah. but... So, yeah, a, a friend of mine who used to, who is a diabetic, what's the diabetic where you just, your body just stops making, it's a type That's one. like type one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so nothing he could do about it. But to regulate his blood sugar, he just had, for years, he had exactly the same diet. Yeah. He ate the same food, so very healthy, the same food for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. Mm. And that way he could regulate his blood sugar mm. and he knew exactly how much insulin he had. But boring as, 
He mm. said, but this is really boring, but it, for me, this works. And mm. he did that for years mm. until he got on top of the whole insulin thing. So what we're doing right now, and we're drinking a beer, which is a really quite a tasty beer, mm. but there's nothing in this that's practical. This is a purely fun thing to do, isn't it? Have a nice relaxing, have a, have a chat and have a beer. Yeah. I'm a bit lost here. We were talking about egos. Well, the hierarchy of needs and egos. So how important is it? You know, it, Well, I'm not, I'm not having this beer at the moment. It's got nothing to do with an ego. Or I didn't buy a Carlton Mid because it was a... Uh, I, I'm, drink, I'm drinking it because I felt like a cold beer. I wouldn't give a shit what it was as long as I enjoyed the but taste But you of felt it. like a cold beer, so yeah. it's a pleasure thing. It's not a, you, your body doesn't need a cold beer to function. Yeah, I didn't have to go and buy the latest Italian beer mm. at uh, $20 because uh, I, yeah, I had no... that's a nice beer. Yeah, sure, it is a nice <laughs> beer. But, but, um, but hey, there'll be, there'll be plenty that will be drinking a higher class of alcohol or higher class of drink or such and such. That's past their needs, and it's now it's now for their ego. It, it's feeding their ego. So yeah. then it becomes the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But how necessary is the show? I mean, well, I think the show is extremely unnecessary. I think that, and it's a cause of great harm to people's mental health. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're all in it. Well, it depends on the level. It's it's life. It's balanced with everything, isn't it? It depends on the the level of which you're which you're in it. It depends how secure you feel in in whatever it is. Let it break it down to getting an income. How secure is your income and your employment? Because there's people who have to play office politics. I mean, I'm really glad I don't. Yeah. I could never do it. I don't understand it. I would be no good at it, and I would fail miserably if I worked in an office. So yeah. I wouldn't rise up, and people would just go, "Yes, Cameron, he's really aloof. We don't give him anything." So for me, I couldn't do that office politics but for a lot of people that is survival and part of that is it's almost like playing golf yeah with to keep because if you don't you don't play the game you, you're yeah. not part of the team you don't get the benefits from being part of the team which allows you to feed your ego and get the That's Mercedes right, yeah. Yeah. or it actually allows you just to keep your job and keep a roof over your head mm. so, so we're a very complex species aren't we extremely or are, are we complex or just simple? We're just simple, well, like, uh, simple yeah, little ego-driven beasts. Well, we could be simple. Because yeah, yeah. when you look at it, the, the whole concept of the world is a stage and we're just mere players, how true is that? Yeah, yeah. When you see us, I was watching politics on yeah. news the other day and Donald Trump and everything and getting in his bulletproof car and the helicopter. And I think on, you, you pull back to the unit from the universe and look, look at what human beings do and the little plays and the outfits we're wearing and what we're doing and, yeah. and we're oh, just well, a we're just oh. a molecule of a speck in this and doing these little plays uh, well, yeah, what are little things? plays yeah, everywhere dressing we go. up we're tr in this tribe or that tribe yeah, yeah, we're like, showing this we're we're joining this group if yeah from an outward point of view we go what what a we're just a simple little species do you know who i think the happiest people are who and there's not many of them but the people that generally put their hand on their heart and and want for nothing okay. have very just uh, uh, my my son uh, is, is, is probably is one of these people. He just uh, we've had a few conversations, and he just hasn't got a big desire or a big or a big want list. He's, he, there's nothing showcase about him. And I think to, and I was thinking about this the other day. And I thought, uh, imagine how much life easier would be if we if you if you if you just didn't keep on needing and wanting and the this and that and the bigger thing, it'd certainly take the pressure out of it, wouldn't it? 
Well, there's needing and wanting, and also, but just plain curiosity. Mm. So, needs and wants. I don't need a, a big car or a big boat or a um, a lot of fancy trimmings, but I want a sense of stimulus and I want a yeah. sense of challenge. I think that's different again. Stimulus is, and I want a sense of accomplishment. Whereas a lot of people don't want any of those things. No. No, they don't want that sense of challenge. They don't want that sense of accomplishment. They don't need it. But I kind of need that, that something, you know, yeah, do this, do that. So the happiest person is the person who doesn't want, but I think the happiest person, maybe, why is it we always talk about happiness? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of, what's the point of our existence if, I mean, isn't it the, Foundations of why we get up each morning and, and fall well, asleep. Rather, the... instead of talking about it, why don't we just be happy? Ah, yeah. No. Well, that's isn't that that's why we're talking about it to find it, the formula. There is no formula. To be happy there is no formula. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it amazing? There's hundreds and hundreds of books on happiness. Lots of discussions. Uh, we're having we're discussing again now, and it it's, it sits up most barbecue discussions and things like that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like. Uh, <laughs> doesn't set up barbecue discussions because it's a flashback of flash of going to a barbecue and talk out to a bloke yeah g'day mate how you doing good yeah I'm doing good good how you doing yeah good 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 and that's about as deep into the happiness sector as you want to get because yeah. for blokes we don't want to go you know you yeah. don't want to get any further than that yeah. you and I I have unique conversations with you where we get a bit deeper than that but yeah. the average barbecue <laughs> conversation I have if you go straight past that and oh yeah the sausages are burning and um mate the footy last night you you're going off into weird territory yeah sure but well that yeah but that <laughs> that's one of the whole problems that's you've just hit up one of the major problems and dynamics of men is is which is why the male species is in so much strife uh at the moment is because we uh don't have the ability to to go deeper and and it is all shallow uh, level talking so I, I I'm not sure that's a good thing I, I think sometimes it's probably good just to dig under the covers a bit and stimulate the conversation a bit more and have a, a bit better chat you never know who you might be helping or what you might be discovering along the way hey but a lot of times you go who cares Don't well yeah there's yeah <laughs> I couldn't be bothered helping yeah, the world yeah, anymore sure, you yeah. know or, or is <laughs> I think yeah I like but you said the circus the circus that is the US election going on right now and the stage and the whole humour about looking at it from an outward point of view you can just look at it, the humour and the, the of the pageantry around it but people just love that stuff mm. there's people who just love it mm. that's their there's people that will die for that die for that you know like they're just off the Richter scale well and at the moment we've got the Queensland election today and everyone's crossing their fingers for whoever wins you know that, that there's people who just that's that's their life yeah the politics and the competition and the the dog eat dog, and the and the, I think we were talking about that before. That that it doesn't matter if you've got billions of dollars. That billions of dollars is can't be motivating you to make more billions. There's got to be something else that's motivating somebody to get up every morning and make deals. They must just love the art of the deal or the mm. the, the actual conquest of. There's there people who just get off on the conquesting of in the competition of life. Mm. For them, it's all about competition. I have friends. I have a couple of friends who, who, think the essence of life is competition. It's all about competition. 
Life is a competition from the cradle to the grave. And if that makes, if that what makes them happy. Yeah, but they well, that's <laughs> that makes them extremely happy. But they don't understand it when people aren't in the competition. Yeah, you know, they they can't understand it if you're not into that competition. See, but that's a big problem. That that's a you're just striking on a problem right there. Is a lot of this is worried again, worried about what somebody else is thinking or what they care or what they're doing or. And that, that's that's one of the big the big issues. The only only person we've ultimately got control over is is us and our thoughts, and maybe our in our directly our, our family. But uh, to constantly go out in the world and to be competing against somebody else or something else, or I think, oh, how exhausting! Well, it is exhausting. How exhausting! But people, there's people who thrive on that whole idea of the. Well, I, I hope they do. I hope it's thrive, and I hope when they go home at night, they're totally contented and say, God, I've had a. I had a cracker of a day, you know, competing against that bloke today or whatever, or that job or such and such, and I'm, and go home and have a, you know, a lovely chat and a lovely rest. If that's what they go home to, great. If they're going home to dysfunction and, and eroding their well-being. Then, I kind of you got you got your eye off your off your mental health, haven't you? <laughs> well, I just think you would go home, jump in your ultralight seaplane and off you go just just worrying about the the whole the is it people who are happiest the ones who don't want for anything but also people who are happy are the ones who can daydream about anything and not put anything out of the realms of possibility you remember when you were a kid and you daydreamed you just go Mm. off on a daydream and it was great you could indulge your little fantasies and everything like this but somehow along the way you got these adult things and going oh yeah daydream of having you know having a little ultralight seaplane and park that up in the front of your house and, <laughs> and just jump in that and, fly. and I mean your, your adult brain will kick in and say oh no it's probably all reels and regulations you can't do that and then someone's going to complain about the noise here and, and you'll go into this airspeed over there and there'll be oh, a danger to this and you've got to get this license it's the so it's like that you, you and I have talked about paragliding a lot, and I was down there thinking about paramotoring, you know, going along. Doing that to get the sense of carefree, being mm. carefree, doing it. But the reality to get there, there's all these things you've got to learn to get to the point where you can be carefree. And so you're never going to be carefree <laughs> doing it, but you... There's a romantic idea that if I'm in this motorised thing, winging my way along a sand dune beach or somewhere, that I'll, I'll be oh, carefree right. and life mm. would be blissful. Mm. So, but the reality is you wouldn't be actually doing it. You'd be going, oh, look at that wind over there and the engine noise, is, is it right? And where can I land if the engine fails? And, and what about the rotor tube when it's coming off there? Your mind would be constantly busy. So the romantic idea of jumping off a hill of, with a paraglider or a paramotor and soaring as an eagle gets diluted by this, the, all the things that go into making it. Well, which is when we went paragliding the other day and we were learning, and which is why the reason I couldn't jump off that cliff cause I, because my adult mind, uh, my, my risk mind, my risk management mind and my ambulance mind kicked in and... And I, I, I thought, um, yeah, I could easily turn and be smack into that side of that cliff, or get caught on that tree, or get blown out to sea, and and I had all these doubts that uh, 
that, that or, or, or maybe the simplest accident of all, I could just fall on hard and broken a femur uh, and put me out of action for a while. So uh, yeah, I just, I couldn't bring myself to that, to that level of risk, but I should have been able to just jump off and, and just go on, yoo-hoo! Yeah, and, and, uh, and being carefree. Carefree. Be, carefree. My, young, my 20-year-old self would have done that. My, and being carefree about doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not thinking of the consequences yeah. while you're doing it. So how do you get to the point of where, you, where you're carefree doing it, but you know the consequences? Oh, well, that's just mind management, isn't it? Yeah, and so mind management. When was your last normal? That, did you show me that picture? Because yeah. when did you not, when can I remember thinking, not thinking through things, just being? Yeah. You know? So what, what activity is it that you find the fugue state? So you picked up the guitar before, you mm. know, and I haven't picked up the guitar for a while, but finding musicians find their fugue state where they go into the thing where they say time doesn't time doesn't register mm. so people pick up a guitar and think 10 minutes and an hour later they've just re- been playing for an hour and don't realize it pianists will do the same um, people who meditate for a lot can sit down for 10 minutes meditation and an hour or two goes past and they don't realize it people who put ships in bottles mm. old men who put ships in bottles old men who, who build beehives can spend hours doing something and time is irrelevant. Yeah. And I think that's the key because when you're a kid, I can remember going surfing and you just go out in the morning and you go out and surfing, 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 come in. Only when you came in did you realise that you have ripped your body to shreds from rashes from the salt. Yeah. And then you would spend the next three days suffering from salt board rash. Yeah. But you didn't think about it at the time. You mm. were just so focused on just being in the moment. And I find that really hard to get into. Sure, there. but yeah. you're, you're talking about your young, you're primarily talking about your younger self to your older self. I, I remember my first cruise. Um, I went with a couple of young mates, and we we went on the um, I forget the ship what it was called. Probably doesn't exist anymore. But <laughs> the good ship Venus. But I was so <laughs> cashed up. I had so much disposable cash. I had no mortgage, no kids, no worries. Uh, I was having the time of my life. I'm talking, you know, 21 to between 18 and 23. I still remember sitting on the back of the, the ship having a beer and I was throwing throwing my money off the back of the ship. <laughs> just brought, yeah. notes. Yeah, no, yeah. money just, just to be a smart ass. Yeah. I just, um, I still remember that day uh, just, just to make people laugh, you know, but, um, you know, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed and we had a, we had a great trip, but, but there was no, there was no, there was no pressures like there was nothing there was I, I you know you weren't paying for the house you we didn't you have the kids at school or 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 traumas with what's going on in whose head and how so i think you're comparing apples with apple, apples with um with pears there <laughs> well you're saying you it's impossible to get into with that with all these things in your head i don't think seems- it's in, i don't think it's impossible but the I, the, the 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 reason why you're that paragliding thing and you might be able to do it at 20 because I guess you have, your mind's not full of shit. If I fall down and, and break my femur, I'm not be able to go to work. It's not going to be able to pay the mortgage. I'm not going to be able to put food on the yeah. on, on the table. Whereas twenty, um, if I broke my femur, I didn't have to worry about putting food on the table and such and such. My mum's going to look after me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there is there's the consequences things. But so I had the and I just saw a clip of it. I had the fugue state earlier this year. What was it last year? Whenever. I was in Colorado and 
friend of mine gets up and they hike up the hill in the morning. Mm. They uphill ski. It's you're at ten thousand feet when you start and eleven thousand half when you finish. It is hell if you've come from sea level like I had. And I started doing it, and they went way ahead. And it took me three days to get going. And I remembered about getting to the top on the third day I've tried it and I didn't acknowledge the time had passed from about halfway up yeah. you were so getting so tired yeah. so getting into that tired state where you're just in this all you can focus on is the next step 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 the next mm. step there was no jeopardy I wasn't going to die but I'm just so physically exerting myself mm. that I didn't think about the mortgage or I didn't mm. think about anything else I didn't have any so I got into this thing and I get to the top and I was just feeling this is wonderful this is it mm. that is it so that is the fugue state that is the state so being so I wasn't concerned if I broke my leg or anything like that because that wasn't going to happen I'm just walking up a hill mm. I just was next step next step next ledge there it is I'll get to that point I'll get to that point that was my sole focus and I remember saying, to, you know, to people when I talk to pilots, you know, that you, everyone needs to, we all need to find something at any age that you can do. It's like old men and mm. ships in bottles where you can get into something, think I'll do 10 minutes of this and an hour passes and you don't realize an hour's passed. Yeah. And I said, it's kind of like meditation, but it doesn't have to be meditation. And I said to this guy, I said, mate, you, med you meditate. And he goes, no, I don't. And I said, well, you skydive. So what's going through your head as you step out the door of the plane? And he went and thought about it and he said, yeah, it's pure. You're not thinking about the mortgage. You're not mm. thinking. You are so in the moment. Mm. So it's to find something that puts you in that moment. So I know it was easy to do when you were 20 because you had your parents to back you up or mm. you, maybe you didn't, but you, we did. But I think it's important now to do it. Yeah, sure. Find something that you have to be so focused on. Yeah. But you, if it's so focused on not breaking your leg because it's a paragliding thing, that's the wrong focus. Just so focused in the moment of doing it. You know, that's what, where, where I've got the exercise thing of walking up this hill was so good because it was there was not a lot of jeopardy and it was just me against the mountain hike 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 yeah hike, you, hike, you're push. you're bringing in a, a physiological factor there too because when you when you peak exercise like like yeah. that kind of climbing uh you know then you then you reach that in that endorphin release mm. so you're probably pumped with your body's own morphine oh probably totally. uh, the the uh, the uh, endorphin um they've, they've tested that uh endorphin theory against synthetic morphine mm. that you'd be injected with and at, at, a, at a peak exercise level the the endorphin or the body's own morphine that's produced is um, is more significant than being injected with it. So you're probably high on your own body's own morphine at that stage, um, going for those walks. So you you not only put yourself into a um, in the moment state, so you forget about everything for a while, but you've you've also you get that endorphin high, and that there's just nothing like it. No, but then what about the the jazz musician who can play and yeah, just sure. goes for it? And the pianist, you know, who just goes for it and doesn't realise, you say, oh, that was an hour and a half. And you go, really? Yeah. Was that an hour and a half? They haven't done any exercise, yet, but they've been in the moment. Mm. And then they've been in a state that has meant that they've escaped from thinking mm. about the mortgage. Mm. Escaped from thinking about their kids doing this or 
how am I going to do this and what am I going to do the, tomorrow and what am I, how am I going to plan this? Well, I guess that's just pure passion, isn't it? Is it pure passion? Is there a way to... to or, or can some people get it by watching, binge-watching... Um, well, the, I, I, sat, I sat in my spa last night at 8 o'clock at night and the full moon was rising and uh, I had a crownie in the spa watching the moon come up. <laughs> I think I was... I think my five minutes went into two hours. <laughs> well, that, that's it. That's a, it's uh, there's cranny. I've taken Paul. Paul a cranny. <laughs> Paul is a cranny. Cranny in the spa. Yeah. Where did where did you like? Where did you start? See, cranny for me is is a is not. I don't even think it's a nice beer. But for oh, you, it's a really yeah, crown, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. A crown, is there a, is there a certain ego attached to no, no, it? No, there's no, there's, there's no, no absolutely no crown no. lager like no. cranny. No, there's no ego. I just uh, there's a no, lots of people don't like them, but I crack a crownie and I really enjoy the taste of it yeah. taste of it but it's also the shape of the bottle as well well yeah the, maybe the, 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 the cold the look yeah I guess there's the, the whole yeah the feel the touch the, the yeah maybe maybe there is <laughs> <laughs> the glass is very important to me the nice beer glass and a nice chilled and it's got to be a certain thickness and, and I can really enjoy beer yeah. and a nice glass so that, 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 that is the, the whole experience becomes it becomes the experience absolutely more than just the beer mm. yeah. so I think there's a simple ways there has to be simple ways to get into these places has to be simple ways to get into these but places. When, well yeah that, that's fine but those I, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is jumping out of aeroplanes paragliding hiking up the top of the mountain it, it's kind of got a similar brand. It's all got a bit of adventure attached to it, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but that's so, but that's me. So it's you know. it's it's got adventure. You're out, yeah. You it's um, or, you, or, you're, zone. or you're playing the symphony orchestra. It's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's adventure. So you, so you you uh, there is a passion. There is an adventure. There is something that takes you takes you into another orbit. And so and yes, everybody needs to go into another orbit at some stage. Well, they? funny the other day, I was with a bunch of people doing this activity day. And uh, and they started talking about watching that SAS Australia thing. Oh yes, sure, so that, yeah. And 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 they were so into it. Mm. And I'm thinking, I, I like I said, I never watch commercial TV. But mm. I'm also thinking, the last thing I want to watch is watch a bunch of other fuckwits <laughs> do shit that I can go. Well, why don't I just go and do that myself? I, I don't get you know they're getting they're getting their sense of enjoyment and getting lost else. in it by yeah. watching somebody, somebody else, else do yeah. something. Some sort of so-called celebrity, yeah. and I go, really? And I, 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 it was baffling me because, like I said the other day, I don't watch commercial TV, and because I don't watch commercial TV, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But people are like, this is right into it. They're sort of going, oh yeah, and they're, they're so passionate about these characters in this, and I think, well, what's what's the? Well, I got that. What with, am I missing? Well, I got that with the Bachelorette. I got so involved. <laughs> you got so involved in the Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, so there's their heart. They're, they're watching SAS Australia, and that's their hour. For maybe that for that hour, they've forgotten everything else well, because they're so. So it did work for them. If it, it took them into their own little orbit, and it escaped them from reality just for that hour, then tick in the box. Except in the little commercial breaks, because then they're full with high sugar. Sugar, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> sugar no. ads. Yeah, they open up the fridge and have a Tim Tam. <laughs> Tim Tam, so brought to you by that. So yeah, I think it's great. But then also, I mean, I've watched, I, I sit on that exercise bike and I don't just sit there. I've got to watch something. So I binge watch TV series as well. Mm. going along and I've done a few. And and you go, yeah, I can understand you, you, you 
you lose it. That's how I can lose. I can lose an hour on the exercise bike by watching something. Yeah. So I'm on the exercise bike, but it's almost become that I can't sit down and watch it. I'm watching it on my iPad. I can't. I find it very difficult now to sit down and watch something on my iPad without being on the exercise bike because I think I'm being lazy because that's my reward mm. to watch it. My, to my reward for riding the exercise bike is to watch my TV show, my well, show that I'm. Well, into. you're one of the very privileged human beings that that lives on about um, 25 kilometres of dedicated bike track that sits on the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, but I never get so on can't, it. Can't, <laughs> couldn't you take the bike off its exercise thing and stick it on the track and just take off down the beach? But it's not time efficient. Mm. So this was my idea. That's a, and that's also an extra bonus. Mm. That if I go for a bike ride on the road, that's plus this. Mm. That's a 40 minutes. This is my 30 minutes a day of now on the bike. I do 30 minutes a day. But I'll sit there and watch, try to watch the show on the iPad. And unless I'm on the bike, I feel guilty for <laughs> on the bike and exercising while I'm watching TV. So so what's the summary to all this? So we, we, we established that there is no we summary. need to be... We, I, I've been in the moment, uh, and I mean, the Dalai Lama, and I mean, that's been around for years. We have to find ways to be in the moment, into that meditative state, even though it doesn't have to be meditation, as we know, it's sit there yeah. chanting at the side of your pool, you know, while, you, while you've got incense burning, it, 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 in the moment and a meditative component could be uh, that hike up the mountain in the morning or that horse ride up the, you know, there's there's so many ways to find it. But uh, I guess the thing is, as we've got older and busier and more committed and more tired, are we doing less things that stimulate us to put us in the moment that, 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 that complete us in a totally different way? I don't know. And has, is... Um one thing that I'm wondering about when I do go back to work <laughs> uh, and a lot of my COVID-induced vacationing colleagues as well go back to work is if we have come to a different perspective on what it is to work and what the meaning is to work because a, a lot of people who their meaning of life was work have now been denied that in the work they want to do. So they, when we go back to work, is there going to be a big shift in people going, well, actually, I didn't, I kind of like not working well, no. 60 hours a so, week. Well, let me put this to you, this to Cameron Wegman. Yeah. So <laughs> many, have, many uh, that, that know you, including my family, so have said and we've said to you that, Cameron's living the dream, but yeah. he just doesn't realise it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, now this is before COVID, so you've, yeah. so you're an airline pilot. Uh, you work 15 days a month. Uh, uh, you got a, you know, you know, got a prestigious job. You fly around the country. You come back home. You, um, you live uh, 50 metres from the beach. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know that would tick many boxes. But at the height of, at the height of that, Cameron Wegman would still sit down and was uh, potentially immensely frustrated with life and used to refer to the, uh, the flight deck as the, vel as the velvet cage, as the, velvet cage. Um, and uh, the politics of the airlines and the people and all that sort of stuff. And, and you think, oh my God, you know, that, that flying an airline, it must be horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But um, but now you've had uh, a long time out of the saddle, and and you know whenever that return is. But maybe I think it, I'm thinking it could be the opposite. Maybe when you you, you jump in that flight deck out of the Gold Coast and you're off to Hobart for the day, and um, maybe you might uh, have a whole uh, reunion of. Um, uh, hey, this is pretty special. Yeah, the privilege of doing it. Yeah. I, and I wonder, I, I think maybe we, we all, everyone resets the, resets the normal all the time and I get guilty of it. Everything after a while becomes routine, becomes uh, normal. So you re- reset the norm. And yeah, now that we've been out of it so long, yeah, the privilege of being able to fly the airliner down to Hobart and back and doing that and actually being paid for it, well, we, well, I've always known that. The there's been a part of me, Paul, that's been really it's an interesting part of me that I sit there and know I'm really lucky. Mm. I've been really lucky in my life. I've been really blessed. I've been able to do so many things, from leaving school and you know setting up my first job, flying now water skiing at SeaWorld. It's like I've been able to play for my life. Mm. I've had to work hard at a lot of things and done a lot of physical hard jobs where it's been tiring and I've had to study and do a lot of things, but I've been so lucky and I've always felt that I've been the lucky one and I've got to hide that rather than revel in it and enjoy it. That why am I being so lucky? Why have I been so blessed to have such a really great life and be able to do these things I have to sort of hide that under a bush and I have been I think I have suppressed things and not gone to people yeah this is great I have a fantastic life I have a fantastic job and that manifests in me trying to constantly do something else you know that and all, and, and on that note too we we got to we've got to be really careful of what energy and what we vibrate because if that even if you're harboring that or you're trying to, you yeah. know, to hide it from others, and but you do feel like you're lucky, but you become your song, don't you? Yeah. So if you, ca- if you keep on harboring it too much, then after a while, I, I, I hate my job, I hate this as such and such, and you, you become your predominant thought. I think it's, it came from that beginning a bit of why I said about the, my success, your success is not my failure, because so many people, I, I just go... I've suppressed my joy of what I'm doing and my feeling of how successful I've I've been and how much, and I've just I under under emphasise it because I don't want to have to deal with that backlash of people looking at me going ah oh, it's all right for you to do that you know not everybody can water ski at Sea World not everybody can <laughs> you know and I get so sick of oh not everybody can go live in the Maldives not everybody can go you know I go, and and I, I got so sick of telling of saying to people look mate it's up to you you've got to make sure oh, i can't do that i got to do this so i just suppress it and go yeah um whereas really i should be going yeah hey it's fantastic how lucky am i and i guess maybe the australian's tall poppy syndrome i go i don't want to be pulled down like a tall poppy but how can I manifest it and not be the tall poppy? How can I manifest and say, look, I've been really lucky because I don't think it's all luck. I've actually think that I've worked a l- well, really you have. hard. You to, have, you've made it all happen. To make it all happen. Yeah. And I, but I don't think I'm anything special. I yeah. just think I've been blessed with a way of looking at the world that means I can go and do these things. And I've had the privilege to grow up the way I did. 
but I don't think I'm anything special. And so why isn't everybody doing this? And so, yeah, I have a fantastic job based out of the Gold Coast flying jet airliners, mm. not very often, because really well paid with a bunch of really good colleagues in mm. brand new airplanes. Mm. Why didn't I just go every day going, isn't it's it great? That, yeah. But it, there was this idea that I had to sort of keep it suppressed and keep it okay. humble. And, and that was, but I'm not being humble by keeping it suppressed. I'm being miserable yeah, rather sure. than going, fuck, I have a great job and, so, and, so and I really love it. Um, I really love it and I'm so lucky that I can do it but I don't think I'm lucky I think I've actually worked really hard and I <laughs> sort of deserve what I've got because I've got there but I don't think I'm special to have done this because other people could do the same I don't think I'm smarter I'm certainly not better looking not well, yeah, shorter not taller sure. you know <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. well mate that, that's that's this there's a really simple end to this conversation. You just got to wake up tomorrow morning and just let it go. Well, that's let it. That, that, I mean, it's just you're the you're your only you're the your only only block. You just got to wake up tomorrow morning. Perhaps COVID's been good for you to give you that realization to have these kind of discussions. You know what? Tomorrow when I wake up, tomorrow when I return to work, I'm just going to let that go. That's let that it, that part of me uh, is gone. So uh, so many times I would let it go, and people go, but then I get the backlash of, oh, yeah, it's all right for you to. But mate, yeah. And, and You'll always was, get the backlash. Yeah, that, that will. All, that's life. That'll always be there. It's what, how yeah. you manage it. Yeah, yeah. How do you manage it? That's all my. That just all gets back to mind management. No, it's the same thing as uh, any argument you're involved with. It's just the management of the argument. You can fire up and you can scream and yell, or you can take a breath and and choose to be as much of that argument as the want or as less as, as less of that argument you want. That is just constant mind practice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's easy for you to say. Because I, it, it rather it easy for you to say. It's one thing to say it, not another thing to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but what a what a what an awful place to get in your rocking chair of life, and you're now eighty, yeah. which is not that far away. No. <laughs> and all this will be arbitrary. Everything we're discussing now, but um, to sit there and, and have never have got into that spot and realise I've just spent the last twenty years fighting or complaining or or disputing or. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's all gone and now I'm, I'm heading into my retirement know, aged care living. So what was the, what was the point of know, resisting and fighting? And well, that's it. And I, I just try to, I've been trying to, I try to go, look, I, am, I don't want to, this is why I volunteered to do things. I didn't want to be the person that's rocking the boat. I didn't want to look back on 20 years of my airline career going, oh, well, that was all bullshit. I was all, oh, I wish, I, you know, seniority and paychecks and everything like that. But to sit there and go, you know, especially when people might go, oh, Cameron, you hardly work. Oh, you can hardly say that, da, 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 you know. And I go, gets kind of a bit lost with that, you know, a bit. I have to just take it away and go, I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. It, it baffles me why other people can't be happy for my success. Yeah, but you're, you're, because see, I'm happy for their success. Sure, but mate, you're, you're doing... You're making mistake 101 is that you that you can't the the only person that you can ultimately got control over is you and as and as long as you keep thinking that you can have a say or a control in what how somebody else is pitching their life or what they're doing or what they're saying to you you will never have control of that and that's the bane of so many people's life because because they're they're so involved thinking about what other people are thinking that you've got absolutely no control over 
So what you've got to do is control your own perceptions, your own feelings, your own world, your own life, uh, and you don't, and you forget about the world that you can't control that world. Um, and it's always going to, it's human beings are going to do that to the day you die. It really baffles me. It really, it, well, it you really need to let it go. And, and well, I've got, and I, you need to yeah, turn the education around. Yeah, and just say, I just because I go, I'm really happy for everybody else's success. I don't want everybody else's success, mm. but if somebody has a win, mm. I'm really happy for it. Mm. Why is it generally that people aren't? Don't you know? I, I'm really happy for other people. If they do really well at something, I go, that's great. Mm. I'm not jealous of them. And maybe it's because I'm sitting in a, I go, oh, I'm sitting in a really good plot. I'm really enjoying mm. it. But also sitting in a really good spot. I used to think pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I used to think I'm sitting here going, everything is going so well. This is so good. I do have a great job. I am based out of the Gold Coast, flying with, uh, I have a wonderful family of all these things. Everything is lovely. When is it going to fuck up? When is the disaster <laughs> going to hit? Because oh, life has, there's no such thing as a life without great trauma. trauma. Every life has trauma. Yes. Now, is COVID the big trauma that's come along to shake everybody up? Not just me, mm. shake everybody up and to realise that trauma will come. There'll always be something in your life mm. that's traumatic. Mm. And you've, and then the, thing, the great thing about, you know, think about being a parent, caring for somebody comes with hurt. Yeah. As soon as you start caring for somebody, there's going to be hurt come from it. Yeah. Where is that going to manifest? And yeah. oh my God, is that you know is that going to happen? And how am I going to be able to deal with that and things like that? To, so, but you would you you will deal with those things. Yeah. Do, we have, what do we have? About, I think it's, the average human being has five major traumas in their lifetime, uh, like major. Yeah. So whether you know death, sickness, accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all headed for all of us. That that is unescapable, unescapable. But if you live in a world of um, you know dysfunction and and the kind of things we're talking about or worrying about what other people are saying or doing or then when the trauma comes you'll be in a lesser position to deal with it <laughs> so but if you practice good mental health and uh, and thinking physiology and and all that sort of stuff when the trauma comes uh, you know yes it'll hurt you're a human being and it'll be emotional that sort of stuff but you should be able to ride over the top of it what don't, what you don't want to do is that the trauma comes and you're you're underprepared for it, and then then you crash down. That's yo-yo living. I'm having a high, I'm a high then there's a massive lows. High people live on those yo-yos. Highs, lows, highs, lows. What you want to do is go right through the middle. You want to be go right through the middle and be making a gradual incline up because you're getting wisdom, wisdom with life. That's funny because I used to think I used to have this philosophy that because I st- I still kind of do that it's okay to be sad it's okay to be depressed it's okay to be down that's part of life because you need that to balance out the really really highs sure and i've had so many good highs yeah. that i do go down i go down and 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 but and i was like up and down and you'd say up and down and i go down and i get blue and there's books i have to combat being blue and having been yeah. feeling down and I've gone, well, that's part of life is up and down because I have such high highs. There's sun. But then I'm, I go, I know what the manic depressive is. I'm not manic depressive yeah. in those high highs. I'm not like having such a hoot time. I generally live pretty 
high and happy, but there are times where you go down. Yeah, sure. Where you go down and, but I just think, well, that's, that's okay because it's a curve, it's got to balance out. Yeah. The, you're saying, try not to have the oscillations. You don't want to have the oscillations extremely aside of that because you're going along on this trajectory of your life. It has yeah. to be like this, a yeah. wiggly line. It can't be just be because I'm not grey, dead, but uh, it's like that with, in beginning you have no experience, but you have a lot of boldness. Yeah. And at the end of your life, you have a lot of experience and you aren't yeah. as bold and they balance each other out. You, yeah. You've learned along the way. And I think I'm a work in progress. But the, the, the biggest thing that probably upsets me the most is that people I care about have these perceptions of me that, that, that I go, how did they get those perceptions of me? That's, and that, how do I change their perception of me? But mate, mate. And, so what, and, and, and then I go, why should I care about their perception of me? It's their problem if, they have a, if their perception of me is, if I find out their perception of me is one thing, why should I even care about that? And it's like, well, um, I used to think, I used to adhere to the idea that you don't gossip and that you don't talk about other people when you're with people because that's how you know that's how if someone's talking about you with somebody else like we're talking about somebody else then that's an indicator of how that person's going to talk about you when you're not in the room so i've never adhered to the gossip things but what i realize is that everybody gossips they're always bitching backstabbing there's all these little me 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 me's going on all the time out there but yeah sure but if we go back to what we were just saying in the other podcast, I think it yeah. was, you know, talking about egos and the car you drive, mm. that, um, you know, people go and buy a BMW because they have a, a need to, to impress people they haven't seen, yeah. or they don't even like, or their neighbours, and, and it's probably not even really about the car, they just couldn't bear it. So, so you've got that ego thing here, it's, it, it's kind, of the, the kind of the same dynamic, you're, you're wrapped up You've got a you've got a fairly consistent theme of worried about um, somebody that you in, well in this case you probably do know, um, but um, worried about what their how their brain works and they're thinking what investment they've made into their mental health and their life and how they function, and and if their perceptions about you and this and that and and you get hold of that and let it let it bring you down. Then you're in, then you take the risk of, of, of anybody and everybody always bringing you down because you you're living in a world that you can't control you can't control that that's their problem their issue their, all you've got to do is just be the best person you, you can be and and deliver continue to be that person and hopefully their perceptions at some point move or change or falter with the uh, with the with the ebb of the tide and <laughs> but, but you, you can't force it. No, I just want to be the black sheep, like I've always been. Yeah. I, 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 I used to revel in being the black sheep. Yeah. I, I, I used to revel in being the black sheep, and suddenly, not suddenly, um, for some reason, I now seem to have this respectable job, yeah. you know, respectable job, uh, stable, when it was stable, but respectable job, stable, and all the things of being a 
you know, family man and yeah. all these things, and I just want to be the black sheep. Yeah. I just want to be the black sheep. But I even the black sheep has a title on it, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's that's where yeah. I am. Yeah. And and I do, do largely not give a rat's ass what people think. It's their problem. It does weigh on me why humans are like this mm. and why other people are like this. But mostly, if, if I worried about what other people thought, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today mm. because I would be living in the Sorrento canals because that's sure. where pilots live yeah, yeah. and you you drive the BMW with the A320 cap and number plate <laughs> and um, and I have a, the trophy wife I saw just, I was like did you see that I, so, no, no, yeah I saw a car um, just reminding a couple of days ago driving through Helensvale and it said fly 747 yeah and, and the fly no more <laughs> but, so all those things I felt like one of them we don't say are you are you an unemployed captain see that, that and see that is also the hilarious thing, Paul, for me is that especially uh, younger people who meet me and because they put you into this box, here I am, airline captain, responsible. Mm. They see I drive a nice car, I turn up for work, my hair's neat, you know, I, I do the job, professional pilot. They put you in this box, but they don't realise that the drug-taking bloody hippie ski bum yeah. that I was, the journey I've had along the way, yeah. and there, and and you just think, what what <laughs> what the belief that I want to push on people, that the thing that I think people should do, I'm always saying to young people is they say, well, what should I be doing with my career? I said, mate, if I was you, I'd quit my job and go to Europe and pour beer on my head for a couple of years mm. because you're way too serious about it. But I want that. It's this little box that people put in. Now, people will put you in the same box. They'll go, Paul Spinks, ambulance guy. It'll, everybody puts people in boxes. Hmm. It's not right, but we all do it. Yeah, but I, I'm not worried. I don't, I'm not worried at all about um, somebody thinking so, I've got that or done this or done that or good for him or you know, here I'll look at him. He's, he can talk like that or such and such. Doesn't even enter on my rec- uh, doesn't even enter on my radar scale. You know, you're not in that people perceive the people who walk away going, "Who's that, Paul Spinks? How come he has? Who does he no. think he is to say those sort of things?" No, doesn't because no. I just realise there's so many personalities out there. I can't control all that thinking. Uh, it's the, to me, mate. It's it's the eighty twenty rule. As as with everything, if if eighty percent of the the audience or the or ambulance patients or um, think you're doing a, a, a good job and are in tune with what you do and how you do it and 20% are, are ragingly depressed over who you are and what you are and, and psychotic because you've got this and that and such and such well that 80-20 rule is going to be there in every aspect of life and I've got no control over that yeah but the, the, the people who, who go well what is, how can this guy stand up on stage and, and um, who does he think he yeah lots of people do that that, that they, they say that to you? They, they yeah, there's certainly been lots of people in the audience or, uh, you know, there's certainly a component that will, that will um, you know, fire up and say something or send you a... Uh, send one, one, I, when I delivered to the um, Director General's Office for Queensland Health, had, the, had the, um, that minister there and 70 of the executives uh, delivered a, a cracker of a performance, had a great uh, morning, and but one girl walked out. And uh, and then I got a letter from it, 
and she said, how dare you undermine uh, people that take antidepressants and she said, you sit up there and say, you've got to be mindful of how people feel and such and such and you're up there. Uh, and she just totally, there was, the whole thing was misconceived, you know, like, and I thought, oh, wow. And um, so, yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote back to her explaining what I do and, and why that I do, that, that I'm, I'm not having a crack at, I'm not saying to people run off their antidepressants, they shouldn't take them. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging people to think about how they look after and, and manage their, their mental health. And I said, I could, I've got two hours in front of a group of strangers to make some pretty pertinent points about how we do things and how we manage things and talk about a few stories and whatnot. But, um, but for the seven, 69 other people there, it was standing ovation and terrific and fantastic, but, but one woman was horribly affected. Yeah, but using your logic, what you should have done is just gone, harden up, princess, get over it. Because you're saying that doesn't affect you. It didn't. No, no. No, it didn't affect me. I found it quite entertaining. Yeah. So, uh, you, uh, you, but so you, you had to justify to her rather than just going, oh, look, listen, no, lady, that's your opinion. You're entitled no, to it. Go away. No, no. I, I, I had no. a duty of care. I had a duty of care that a woman has may have been psychologically harmed or affected by some of the content. Um, and I, I had a duty of care to... Uh, to explain my rationale and to make it make make it make more sense. Mm. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't that I the the last thing I wanted to do is spend an hour writing a letter back. So oh, you, in fact, I would have loved to have said harden up, princess. Yeah, you would have loved to yeah. say harden up, princess. But you couldn't say harden up, princess. That's what I mean. I'd love to say harden up, princess to half the people I'm. You know, if you're thinking of who I'm thinking about, I just like to say harden up, princess. But I have a duty of care that they sort of in this world. Yeah. Need need more of an explanation. Yeah. And but then I go well, their logic their logic will never cross those boundaries. Yeah. And so I just give up. And yeah. I go uh, to people who look. My way of looking at the world is you're different to your way of looking at the world. Harden up, princess. Go to Bunnings, get some cement, and harden up. <laughs> um, <laughs> we 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 a guy a guy just sorry and and Amber I was working with the other day who was um. Uh, who was who was a bit of emotionally uh, doing it tough? We were having a fairly deep conversation about stuff, and he said, "You know," he said, "I finally opened up to my mate, one of his best mates." He said, "We sat down there, and he said, I, I thought, oh, here goes, I'll, you know, I'll talk a bit mm. deeper." And and he said, "I started telling him what was troubling me and what was worrying me." And he said, this guy was not in a good place, um, and so he he's, he splurted it all out to his mate, and uh, his mate listened, sat there for over the five or ten minutes while he talked about stuff that was that was troubling him and his and his his macho male mate uh, turned around and said oh mate you just need to drink some concrete <laughs> <laughs> which which is quite disturbing because I mean he could have gone away and topped himself yeah. you know like so men need to be a bit more um, think a bit think a bit more about the drink the concrete and harden up princess uh, because people can uh, people can go and do silly things. See, what I what I find is, is that there's just I just don't have so many conversations with people now because I know that it's such a polarizing world that they're going to stand on their opinion so hard that it really doesn't matter what I think. Their opinion is their opinion, and and it doesn't matter 
They're not listening to anyone else's opinion. Yeah. This is it. All white 57-year-old men, uh, <laughs> misogynistic, like, yeah. sexist bastards who have white privilege coming out their ears and don't respect women and all this sort of thing. So that's their opinion. They're not going to change. Yeah. Or it's like to somebody who's so, so hard and labor or so hard and liberal that you can't have a conversation with them about them because it doesn't matter. If it's if they're so hard labour, any liberal person is just evil and vice yeah. versa. It doesn't matter. There's no there's no nuance in there. There's no. no there's no conversational nuance to say to even say that Trump has some good ideas. You're just, <laughs> you're, you're just you're sick person, you know. And I go, well, look, I'm not going to. So you just don't even go into these conversations with people because people are so polarised and so hanging on to their opinions. I just go. But see the oh, difference. And they're blaming. They're blaming their whole life world because of of what's happening. <laughs> of, 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 because this is all wrong. But, but Cameron, the difference between say you and me on that mm. on that scenario is that if if I had that same thing happening in me or in my family or whatever the case may be, um, to me it would be it, it would be entertainment. So I would deliberately throw baits, and and I would I would argue, and I would you know, and I would say my bit and such and such, and I would leave the end of the day, and it would be and it would be, it's either going to be really disturbing or it's run you down, or a, a, oh, that was an entertaining afternoon. <laughs> so so to me it's um, to me I'd kind of put things in the category uh, of of light entertainment, and at the end of the day. That's all it really is. Well, I mean, I can do that with other people. I, I did that in the conversation I had in Colorado this year where uh, I was at a dinner and there was two brothers at the dinner and one had come from out of town and I knew one quite well. I didn't know the other one very well. And one of them, the one I don't know very well is pro-Trump. Yeah. And the other one was very democratic. And he said, the one who's very democratic says, don't mention it, you know, we always get arched up. <laughs> so well, for me, that was kind of like an invitation yeah. because I'm Australian. Yeah. I can say, oh, yeah, so what about this, you know, Trump wanker guy? <laughs> you know, so it, for me, it became entertainment because there's this detachment from it. Yeah, I wasn't emotionally yeah. attached, but I probably caused great distress for the brother there because now he goes, he does, he goes, I try to avoid any political, co- we've just, he said, we've just come to this, idea that when we get together it's better if we don't talk politics yeah which is kind of what happens in my family with yeah. my with my sisters uh, i just go it's better the afternoon will progress better if we don't talk politics because it that'll end in tears yeah 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 yes well mate i guess this you know in summarizing uh today's conversation <laughs> summarizing yeah there can be summarized but can you summarise uh, a ramble? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, we kind of headed off with when, when was your last normal? Well, when I, I don't think I've had a. I, I think I have moments of normal all day, every day. When a was lot your of last times normal? every day. Yeah. But I, I don't have what is normal. Well, again, what's the definition of normal? Well, that, well, of course, that and that is arbitrary, and we don't know what that is. But, but we can surmise to say that normal is that you can. Uh, you're, you're reasonably content. You can interact with the world around you. Uh, you can wake up in the morning and go to bed with a, a smile on your face and 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 being happy being on on the earth for the day. Oh, and and exercise and eat well. I, I, so let's just add a very vague scenario of what we might think normal might stand for. 
and and when was your last normal is when we start to make shifts away from that so when we when we're having conversations about donald trump or with our friends or family that's that's disturbing us i'm coming home thinking i'm never going to talk to him again about that or such and such that guy no i need to drink half a dozen beer i guess you're making i, I guess you're making a, a move away from normal yeah so but how often do you have to have your normals for it to be normal like if you well, said well, my well, last normal no, i've just had i've just had a week of hell <laughs> you know so i've just had a week of hell you know and but I, now yeah. i'm feeling good yeah so. I, well I'll, yeah. I'll answer that in the most un phd way but I, I think the the you know what's how much of normal but i think it's just just rely on the 80 20 rule 80 if 80 percent of your life is is sort of functioning around what we perceive as normal and there's there's a 20 percent fallout along the way um then 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 that's collateral damage yeah the, the but if you've shifted way away from normal and you're and you're pacing up and down, you hate the world and you don't like your job and you're, you're having arguments with everybody and you're coming home really upset because they disagreed with you on that and they think you're a tall poppy syndrome and, and such and such and you're marching up and down, bashing your head in the wall in the bathroom and not sleeping overnight and waking up at three o'clock in the morning and you're that feeding like food and shit. Day for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you're, you have moved. You have made a significant move away from normal and, uh, and the warning signs are there to say, bring it back. But the... the there's a certain self-awareness required to do that because somebody who's not self-aware will just go, well, this is normal. Uh, that, and, that, that's, and, that's, and, and they go, life is normal. This is normal. I, I, I'm not self-aware enough to think that there should be anything different. But that's, that, is, that is the whole regulation of mental health, isn't it? Is self-awareness. Yeah, so how do you get somebody who's self-aware who's not self-aware? So that, that gets back to your philosophy at the start about being in, the more we can put ourselves in the moment... The more we can, the more we can, uh, you know, be aware of what we're doing, how we're doing, what's coming out our mouth, what our conversation is. Uh, I, I, I use that analogy of, um, you know, whatever it was, 10, 15 years ago, broadcast radio had the two-second pause, so if someone said "fuck," they could hit the, they mm. could hit the pause button, but it was basically a way of controlling uh, what comes out of your mouth or what goes on air. And I think that's in life. It's that. It's that two second. It's just that two second pause to make decision to how you react, what you say, what conversations you'll get involved with, how you redirect something, what you'll yeah, do. I think is, that, that requires, and that's that is but, a constant self awareness. But, but yeah, so constant self awareness. But then you're not in the moment because being in the moment means oh. you're not thinking about things. No, but you're I think just, you. I doing, think you just you just are. You're no, just because talking, you, words are coming out. No, no, no. Because if you're self aware, if you if you if you're aware, if I'm aware right now of my surrounds uh, around me and, and in control of that um, and I was using uh, the, the two-second rule um, just to just to pull myself up and think and uh, I think I am in the moment. No, well, I, I'd have to disagree there because there's an exercise <laughs> I do with writing which is just stream of consciousness writing. Yeah. So stream of consciousness yeah. writing is just without thinking about it. So it's easy to do with a pen because yeah. your brain and the pen go together. Hmm. So you're not thinking about anything you write down. So it can be total gibberish. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And exercise. so that's stream of consciousness. This is stream of consciousness, what's coming out of my mouth. As soon as I start thinking about things, I'm out of the stream of consciousness. I'm self-censoring in a way. So self-censoring is, is a bad thing in some circumstances. In other circumstances, we need to self-censor. But yeah, it's, no, it's no, a variable. I, I, I don't I think know. the two-second rule is like, Every time I'm saying something, I'm going to think about what I'm saying. Then it becomes less spontaneous. So you have to have confidence in what you're saying isn't 
you aren't worried about what people think. So you can just say it. Because yeah. if you start thinking the two-second rule, you're going, oh, how's this going to be perceived? How's this going to be well, perceived? Well, two seconds isn't, isn't a long time. It's just a... You refrain, you rethink, and you respond. It's just a, it's just a, a, a moment just to, um, uh, to, to help monitor and, and control your emotions. If someone says to you about Donald Trump, Oh, and, that, and, and you immediately go, yeah, that fucking is yeah, such a... That, 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 that's a different circumstance as well, though, but that's a different circumstance. To be in the moment means you aren't thinking about those two seconds. If you're playing the guitar and trying to be in the moment, you can't think okay, ahead. sure. So if so, you're, you're well, saying in, in your interactions <laughs> with people, somebody says something to you, that what I heard was the, the best way of answering. Somebody says, oh, that Trump is a raging moron with a wig. Instead of going, oh, I love him, you'd go, that's very interesting. And that is the pause going into the, that's the two second thing because as soon as you say interesting, you're not saying it's good or bad. You're just putting it, you're just going, it's interesting. Well, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's not a judgment call. It's not a thing. It's not a bad or good. And that's a way of having the two second thing. And, and, it's, uh, conser- and it's probably um, conserving your mental health and looking yeah, after it and yeah. supporting it yeah, and molding so. you as a person to not be as as reactive to the yeah. to the world around you. So I think I, I hear what you say, but I think it's also it's probably a, a way to when you say how do you get to um, be in the moment, I'm I, I'm I'm thinking of something that gives you a tool to educate you to 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 pause and respond or to think uh, that that they become that that can become your part of life. If you use road rage, for example, you know, someone tells you, you know, someone, you scream up, you know, go to scream up someone's ass because they slam on their brakes and they give you the finger on the way out. You know, your immediate reaction might be to pull up beside them and, and swear and abuse them and carry on like twits and, and chase each other for the next few seconds or, you know, tailgate each other. That would be, you know, totally reactive to the world around you and costing you your mental health. Whereas if I could go, someone told I could just go, ah, I got to, sc- and then I go to bang, and then I just redirect my thoughts, re- I just save myself all that carnage. Well, I, I have a direct example of that happened to me yesterday. I was driving home yesterday, <laughs> and I'm sitting on the highway in the 100 zone, doing 110 like everybody else was, with cars in front of me, cars right. behind me, and a guy right on my ass, this little Mitsubishi thing, he's right on my ass, and he's driving the wheel, and I could just see he's agitated, and he's agitated, and... He eventually, he ducks over. I mean, I'm doing 110 in, at, in the 100 zone. Mm. I've got a car in front of me. There's cars here. We're all doing 110. It's not like I could pull it, mm. you know. So I'm going, I'm in the fast lane going fast. Mm. And this guy goes, he, he zips, beside, and then as he zips past, his arm comes out the window and he's going, get him, you know, like <laughs> get into that lane like that. And I remember just driving, I'm going, Oh, that's interesting. Is weird <laughs> tattoos he's got on his arms. That guy's got some issues. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to catch up with him just by sitting on, you know, and it, I'm watching him go ahead mm. through the traffic. So using your thing, I was very, I had the pause going. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I think that would help a lot of people just to, just to, rather than just blowing the, their minds over things and just just helps educate them to, to you know, but how many people do you know who don't do that? I mean, I do that. I just do that in... But that's I, what I mean. I, it's a practice, but it's a, it's, it's it's a, a discipline. Practice, but it's how many practice, people do you know who don't? 
Well, there's thousands of people who don't. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm talking about. And that, which is why we've so, so got so many uh, mental uh, issues. But they're the ones, so many... ones you have to deal with that you're saying before. And so I say something to them, they go, ah! And I go, huh. Well, I bet I just won't even bother talking about that with you. Sure. Because it, it's not worth my mental health sure. to bring that subject up with you because I know you're just going to arc up. Yeah. And as soon as you arc up, there's no talking to you about anything at all. There's no yeah. having a nuanced conversation with this person because all they do is arc up and they're just reacting like that all the time. So you go, okay, I'll just talk. I won't. So the list of subjects, you know, you know people, <laughs> the list of subjects that you can't talk to with person X becomes, well, it gets bigger all the time. Mm. And you just go, well, I'm not going to have a conversation with that person because mm. I can't have a nuanced conversation. Mm. There's no subtlety involved. Mm. There's no, there's no give and take. There's no, and, and so, and what it is, listen, the interesting thing is like, Every one of my opinions, like, okay, I believe in something and I have evidence to back it up. But if you bring to me other evidence and I can, I'll go, yeah, hey, I'm wrong. And I'll admit that because none of my opinions, I'm not married to any of my opinions. Mm. I'm not, my knowledge is not infallible. And I'll go, yeah, I'll learn something. Mm. That is important to me that I say, look, I'm wrong. Mm. But how many people do that? How mm. many people won't, won't ever admit they're wrong? Being right is so important to them mm. that they'll be right to their death rather than go, mate, I'm, look, I don't know. I'm open to every opinion. I try and take a scientific approach to everything. Is Science is the best guess at the moment until a countering opinion comes along. There's no hard facts Yeah, just remember science. Ah, uh, yeah. Argue, they they have a philosophy that there's no hard facts. No, it's yeah. just the best guess at the moment of the evidence that be, we have. If we get more evidence, sure. we'll change your opinion. But there'll be so. 20 scientists. 20 scientists that'll have 10 will have that. And, That's and, a bit of the global warming discussion. Yeah. Isn't it? 10 will have that opinion. Yeah. 10 will have but that. But I mean, I'm just saying, all my opinions, I'm open to change. Yeah. I'm not going to marry, be married to my opinions. Yeah. Uh, if somebody comes up to me and says and, and convinces me that that and gives me the logical stuff, I'll go, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, mm. yeah. It's like the sugar and the fat thing. I used to be the pro, you know, oh, yeah, low fat is really good, you know, the, too, too much fat in your, your body takes that fat and just turns it into fat. And I'm going, looking back at it and going, how wrong was I? Mm. How wrong was I? Based on the evidence I had, that was my opinion. Mm. But now, based on the evidence that I've been presented mm. and my own research has done, is going, I was so wrong in that diet. Mm. So wrong that fat was bad. Mm. That's such a, a wrong opinion. But I'm willing to change my mind based on the evidence that's come up. Mm. So how many people are mm. willing to change their mind? Well, yeah. I, all as I know, in these kind of uh, discussions and things, I, I always think to myself, I'm, I feel so blessed that I, my f flexibility in my thinking on a scale of zero to a thousand, is a zero to a is a zero to a thousand. Yeah. I mean, I can have anybody sit in front of me, and I'm not, uh, and and no matter how opposing or how such and such it is, I can just embrace and lock onto that conversation and go with that, and and not and, and not be worried by it or brought down by it or fight by it, um, or and just give them their little moment for what they enjoy or what. What they believe, I think that's the art of conversation. It, it is, but it's a really hard art because there's so many people now. But we all so have the right to, 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 to believe what we want to do. Well, we should have the right, but there's so many people who 
what who do not believe you have the right to your yeah. opinion. You're, you can, if, unless your opinion matches <laughs> sure. with mine. But again, that's yeah. when you've got to. You can't. Con, you can't. You, the only person you can control is you. Yeah. So so you just deal. You just manage that. Yeah. Well, you, it's it's an. But it, don't you find that we're living in this world where people don't manage that? Oh yeah, sure. And and yeah. and, and and it's sad for the, not for you. It's sad for those people that are so bound to their philosophy is right and I'm going to argue with it and I'm going to go home with an increased mental health issue based yeah. on the discussion I had at this barbecue today. Or, that's, I'm, that's, or, or I'm going to sway Queensland politics by it sure. or I, you know, yeah, we're sure. going to change the but world that, because of the politics of fear that yeah. people are being fed at the moment yeah, and yeah. all those things. So, you know. But I, I, what I, I can't afford to uh, take it any... Apart from uh, expressing my opinion, I can't afford to take it any further with them that, that's going to affect me, um, you know, my, my mental well-being, because I can't control what they say. No, I never will, if, I can't. If, if you take on all their, everybody's mental... Oh, you'd be a nut, basket Yeah, case. and, when they, which and so is, many people which do. Is, well, which is why I, I, I can't be in your job. Yeah. Because you can separate yourself from all that mm. and, and walk away. And I, I would find it really hard not to get emotionally attached to mm. everything that I was dealing with. Mm. And, and also not to go on the other side of it, go, mate, you don't deserve, you deserve a Darwin Award, you know, let, let, <laughs> let nature take its course. Um, we're, yeah. we're not going to save you. Yeah. I just go because you, you're not worthy of saving, which is a bit wrong. Yeah. So I'm better off not being in that position. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, if your ability to detach yourself from that mm. is something that, I think you, you think everybody have, but you don't realise how unique it is and how difficult it is to have that. Mm. You, what you say of just detaching yourself mm. from it, mm. you say that just like it's so easy to do, but mm. what you don't realise is that what you have is a very unique, special ability that mm. most people can't have, that won't have. Yeah. That, so that's just something that means that you are good at in your profession because mm. you're able to sit outside in front of somebody's house, walk in, deal with their trauma, pack it up, go outside, get back in there and, and drive away. And talking about the footy <laughs> so yeah. and not, not yeah. carry that baggage around with yeah. you. And that's, uh, I think, one of, my one of my sisters who's a nurse has that ability as well, mm. doesn't carry that. And I, mm. I, I, I would find that really virtually impossible to do. Mm. And I think most people do. And the thing that I see with her and with you is you think that that's an easy skill. I don't think that's an easy skill to have. Well, now, I think I, it, I, it either yeah. comes to you or it's either natural or it's not. Or it's an acquired. Or it's very, very acquired, takes yeah. a long time yeah. to do it, to not be a basket case. Sure. And, and so for the setting off in this world, given that there's so much, um, there's so much trauma mm. around then we at least need to set course uh, to, to set out to acquire those skill set because if we don't, if we don't just totally ignore we're just constantly reactive to the world, we, we, we will end up as the one in two depressed, the 50 million prescriptions on antidepressants and, and doctor, doctor, I'm agitated, doctor, doctor, I can't sleep. So I guess that gets back to doing my presentations. If you can get people before they get mentally affected, say, so mate, you're heading... If you if you do this for another five years, you're heading for a mental illness. You know, ten years manufacturing one, ten years trying to get out of it. So 
if you can acknowledge where you're at now and we can make some changes and do some stuff and so you just have to be you know you have to work towards acquiring skill sets that keep you mentally sane because the alternative some of those skill sets are not having to not not um not having to uh, of going look I, there's no. so, there's so much trauma in the world i can't have empathy for everybody i'm just going to be concerned about myself and the people around close to me and that'll do because that's enough of a basket to have <laughs> yeah, yeah sure I, you, yeah, you can yeah. do that but the reality is you're boxing yourself then so you've you can't. You don't go out to dinner with them because they're got the. You can't. Or she, that girlfriend. I, I don't like him. And so you start to get really selective. And I think that that is harming too. I, I think you have to move and blend with the I, I, the great conversationalist is the one that can that can you know work that person work that such and such and again come home. That well, that is what, a what skill worth acquiring. Working them. Well, well. Uh, if you what I'm saying is you become selective of who you're going to speak with and who you're going to deal with starts to isolate you from things and events and that's how families start falling out because uh, no I'm not going I'm not seeing her I'm not seeing him and I mean families are, are, are full of that carnage and then they then they die and they've been putting their tombstone and they're uh, and they're from their tombstone and go, ah if you you know I told you you yeah you, you're right you were stupid you know and I think ah oh, wow you know, aren't humans so fickle that that they've gone to their grave because they they used to argue about politics you know yeah, like yeah. I mean what a what a wasteful shame so so I think to be able to to be involved in life and not to have to start isolating yourself and boxing yourself what you've got to do is start learning relearning how to manage conversations and turning them into entertainment yeah or but isn't there always going to be some people that you just can't do that with and so you've just got to you just got to well, put well mate I, hand, a, hand a, on hand on heart yeah I, uh, you know i've been on the uh, on the world for a while now but um but i can't think of uh, yeah, there's people that I, yeah, I've spent, I prefer to spend more time with or less time with. There's plenty of people I really like and really don't like so much. But there's, no, there's nobody that, that disturbs me enough to say, oh, no, not, oh, there's no way in the world he's, I'm not going out with him. I'm not going to that party because... Of, and yet, yet my, my friends and family and close family... Do that all the time. Do that all the time. And so yeah. now they, you know, they're going to a party. Oh, and there's 50 people that are going to that party because she's there. And I think, oh my God, are you for real? You know, yeah. Well, like, that's that, that that's the way it is. Though that's the reality. I, I don't. If you, do if you that. want it to be your reality, well, I don't want it to be my reality, and I try to have it not be my reality. Yeah. But you find out that you go, you go somewhere, and they, oh yeah, well, we're not going there because that person turned up. But again, that's their that, problem. I know. We're but talking it's about you. Bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. You. So you've yeah. got to go about your. You can't control them. If yeah. that's their decision. Yeah. We're talking about us. We're talking about our mm. sanity. What I can do. What I should do. Yeah. If they've decided not to come, I'm going to the party, even though John's coming, and I don't like John. Yeah. And if John decides not to come to the party, then that's. Your mental health is safe, yeah. and his is not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's but, the one that's in five years' time is going to go to the doctor. doctor what you just said that you you do it, you're you're fine with it, but most of the people you know aren't. Don't do that. Well, I know. Well, I know. With like with Carolyn, um, you know, my yeah. partner. You know, there there's um, you know, you know, I got an issue with that or such and such or um, so so that that happens in 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 her life. She'll make those choices, mm. and that's her choice because that's how she that's how she wants to manage it. And I think to myself, well, that's how I wouldn't, ma I wouldn't manage it like well, that. It, it, years ago, I remember saying to myself, 
I'm never going to cross the street to avoid somebody ever again in my life. Which is basically what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've never done it. Even though it's as uncomfortable, can be uncomfortable. Yeah. I never, if if our paths, I never, and that's that walk, you, you yeah. go into a party and you find out that person's going to go so you don't go to the party. Yeah. That's, that's crossing the street. So I've never done that. But it baffles people. Do it all the time. But mate, I, but, I, can't, but I, I just can't understand it. Yeah. But but, but what I I've learned, and it's took me a long time to realise, is I thought most people were like me, which is basic human nature. We all think that everyone thinks the way you think, the way I think is the way everyone else thinks, and I thought everybody else thought the same. That everybody else was generally trying to to be nice and to get along with everybody else. But what I've realised, it took me fifty seven years, is no. You said the majority of people will cross the street to avoid somebody. Mm. Will so I'm not going to that party because of that. Mm. Will say, oh, that person, she's a bitch because I heard she did this mm. to this person. That's the majority of people. Absolutely. And and I and I, it, for me to find this out late in life, it's like really I wish you know I didn't. When in my twenties, I was just so naive. I never had all these things. What was going on? It's mm. the like I said, office politics. I can't do it because I just try to be just me, getting along with everybody. I like to go out and get along with everybody, and other people are too busy playing the Machiavellian game of life yeah, yeah. for whatever reason. But they're out there. Yep. Yeah, they're not going to this party because that person's there, or if they go to this party, they've got to leave before that person because this yeah, creates the wrong yeah. impression with this. And if I got to turn up after this person, I can't. Oh, what's she wearing? I got to make sure I'm not having the same dress. All those sort of things. Yeah. And I never think about these things. It's like I just go, oh, what a great. And also now, what a great part of life I'm in, where I, you know this is about as dressed up as they have to get mm. these days. Mm. And I don't want to be, you know, dressing up to impress or all mm. these things. It's so what you're saying. You do. I've realised I've done all my life, but I didn't realise everybody else was doing the other same thing. Mm. And that's probably come as a big revelation for me in the last few years, mm. is how conniving and sort of shallow people can be. Mm. But keep in mind, so just getting back to when was your last normal? If if you're if you if you have slipped and your normal is now um, a long way a, a long way away what what it mm. was. Um, and you're worthy talking about because Cameron's gone a bit mm. strange. He's, um, you know, he's, mm. he's, he's drinking too much. He's smoking pot. He's saying weird things. He talks shit all day long. So you're clearly left normal. So when you go to a party or something like that, then the chances are people are going to be talking about Cameron. Oh, there's Cameron. He's, uh, he's got issues <laughs> and all that but, sort of but, stuff. But it's also, I might be the most interesting yeah, person at right. yeah, that well, party because be. of all the issues. That, that will be. <laughs> because like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Jeez, he's shooting up. He's yeah. shooting up, drinking, snorting, snorting whiskey. Yeah, so he might be the most interesting person at that party. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if it, if it has left normal then and people are talking about you and such and such, well... Uh, then again, that's that's that, that's what it is, and and I got to turn that into a form of entertainment. Or, or if I worried that those ten people, were, you know, didn't like me or upset me, I, I'll, I'll be checking myself in for a mental illness. So your your antidote is to make it, make it all entertaining. I, I think we've got to turn lots more things into in, entertainment. So I, it, ama- it amazes me if you take the classic family argument. Uh, so oh, I haven't seen my sister for eight years. Mm. Uh, really. 
I have these discussions in the ambulance all mm. the time, <laughs> and because uh, I'm interested in mm. in the conversation. Dynamics, yeah. And uh, why haven't you seen the sister? Oh, we went to the footy, and and um, and she did this, and she said, he said, she said. You realise that it was it, it. There was there's nothing to it, but it's turned into a a family affair because she didn't apologise or say sorry for the night because she told him to get stuffed or something like that. So they've cut each other, blood. Blood family have now cut each other over over absolute insanity, and that's how they that's how they will now conduct and their life. Now, if they can do it there, if they can do it there, then the chances are they're doing it here, there, the person at the shop, around the corner, because that's the di- that's their dynamic. That's how they live. Well, and I, I think what I think what a tragedy live in that world. I think you're gonna have to talk to yourself for a minute. Okay. I'm not gonna go to the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Carry on that conversation with yourself. I expect no dead air on this. Oh, okay. Well, look, um, Cameron's just left the building right now, so I can either just keep talking some crap or I can play a little tune. Here it goes. I was down the street and found him there having an argument with the family and when he got back I didn't know that <laughs> yeah I'm just making crap up here but uh, uh, look I, I just noticed on the uh, on the phone here we've been talking for 89 minutes so Cameron probably should have just really wrapped this up because there's not a whole lot to say it's been it's been um, a terrific chat I think I hope you've, everyone's got a lot about out of today, uh, how we manage ourselves, how we look after ourselves, how we look after our mental... Are we manufacturing a mental illness in our, in our lives? Uh, probably some of the things uh, we, so, we, we need to think about. <laughs> yeah, Paul, I'm back. And, and what I can promise you is, because I don't edit this, yeah. there'll be no editing. So I won't yeah. know exactly what you said in that, in that time. That yeah, I, no, I, didn't say, I didn't say much. Did you know that my, um, my urine smelled like asparagus? <laughs> no, it didn't smell like asparagus. It had that smell because I had asparagus for <laughs> lunch. Agree. So that was that was what it is. So these beers are going down well, making the conversation flow. Yes. Uh, that, that, how many of these beers can you have before you? Uh, oh, that's prob- probably enough for me. And I probably really need to get heading back. Heading back, yeah. Um, and I think we've raved on a, a long time. Well, ranted or raved, or who knows. Ranted, rave. Maybe there's some good philosophy in there for uh, people to think about how they're conducting their lives and what we can, what we but, should do. Or well, as always, because it, it, your your philosophy is very outward. Like, okay, this is philosophy, but what have you got to think about for your life? Think about. Yeah. What What is your you know, what are you going to think about for your life to improve your life at the moment? My, your philosophy. I mean, I've come away with this going, yeah, I've got to always, as always, work on not caring what other people think. No, trusting my, that I am, trusting that my instincts that I'm doing well and not caring what other people think so much. That's my thing. But what have you, well, I think, I think, what have you pulled away from this that you're going to, that you've learnt this afternoon? Uh, well, again, it just it just highlights it just highlights the um, you know the the constant just the constant need to look after ourselves um, mentally, mentally and physically. So I guess the 
the continued the continued takeaway is is that daily that daily effort and energy we put into ourselves. Um, not the continuous takeaway for anyone else. What's Paul's takeaway? Because my takeaway, I just told you what my takeaway was. Less thinking about what other people think. What's Paul's personal takeaway? Not for other people. What's Paul's personal takeaway? Well, my personal takeaway from uh, based on this conversation, I prob it's probably um, a, a reminder of family dynamics and and you know talking about some of the stuff that worries you. Um, as far as uh, the perception of other people and just um, and the importance to um, to be aware of those things in your life so they don't grab hold of you and, and run you down yeah again I'll, I'll pull you up on this mm. again because I always do you always say your life as in outward like I said <laughs> for me yeah I am going to okay. try to be less concerned about what other people think what is Paul going to say? I am going to. Well, I don't want to feel. I don't want to fall short of saying that I'm. I'm a martyr because I already, pra <laughs> already practice all these things. Uh, but but I will. I will continue to do what I've always done, and that is to be constantly aware of my environment and the the people around me, and the ones that I I, I love the most. To um, to, 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 to continue to try and be a good elder or a good states person or a good go-to person um, uh, for those um, growing up underneath me to, to, to manage and deal with you know life's traumas and atrocities in the best possible way and, and, and to, to be a, a leader uh, and a protector of you know getting stopping people becoming mentally or physically ill so and in doing those things I will continue uh, as I always have done to practice uh, to practice every day to shut my eyes by the t every night and to think that I've managed or handled something uh, or the day's events reasonably well and continue to, cr to critique myself uh, for improvements in those areas I mean as, as I said to you at the, st at the start or the other podcast you know when we're talking about diets you know I said I said it's a it's an 80-year event for good nutrition it's not a week it's not a day it's it's 80 years well you just said it again a minute ago which which because that's what I wanted you to sort of come to was the I will can almost continually update my knowledge yeah you, you said that in different words a mm. few seconds ago mm. because that's what I think is really important is that we are all making sure we're not married to our opinions so mm. You said I will continually. You didn't say it exactly as that, but you said I will basically I will continually update my knowledge and be aware that my knowledge is not fallible. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's because that's that for me thing. That seems to be that. Okay, my opinion is this, but in order to be this conversational person and I have this entertainment thing I have to be willing to accept that maybe my opinion is not right all the time mm. you know mm. and maybe my opinion can change and maybe I can be learn from all these people who are and I'll, I'll change my opinion but and but it, it, for, uh, even in that regard I, I don't know even it's not even I'm not even really talking about opinions I'm just talking about how I will bounce off the world how I will reflect with it I like it's not a 
I'm not making an opinion on this is like okay sure I've made an opinion on two second rules and and mm. things like what's not really an opinion it's just how I manage things I, I think there's some good tools but it's um, yeah uh, how about you play out the play out jingle the, the, sure. the, the, the play I, 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 <laughs> only no one called. Well, that's Cameron and Paul's Whatever podcast, it is, podcast. finishing now. <laughs> and good night for all. And we'll see you again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> oh.